dog. Hey, what's up, Karen? What's up? What's up? Here we are, back on the block, guys. In sort of the home stretch of the series, I think we have just about ten episodes left for good. Are you for bad? Are you for better and worse? Are you starting to feel a little like nostalgia tinged, or like, oh, I'm so sad it's coming to an end? I don't. I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I will be honest. I'm not. Okay. I mean, it, the show is coming to an end. Our podcast, however, will not. Well, be Well, that's there. right. We will find new subject matter, and I think we have some ideas in mind, but. Yeah, I'm you know, I'm just sad that the show really doesn't turn itself around. Like it's one thing if a show got weak towards the end and then there was some good stuff at the end that sort of makes it feel a little bit sweeter or worthwhile. It's just we're 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 not there. Right. Like I mean, we're not we're not lying. I'm not holding out and saying like, "Oh yeah, this is bad," but but secretly I know that like there's something awesome left to come. Like, there's really nothing awesome left. Yeah, like, we're there's no plot twist here. We're there's not, no plot twist. We're not kidding, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, I feel like that's, like, kind of what Stranger Things did between last season and this season, which I'm still not finished with. But, um, you know, the, season three was so bad, I didn't, I almost didn't go back to, to season four. I feel like every time you talk about season three, you hate it more. With, for Stranger, Stranger Things, things. or Stranger just things. or just or just in general <laughs> or all season threes in general I hate well so Melrose had a great outstanding season three it was <laughs> season four then maybe but but no Stranger Things and I think and we mostly talked about this on the other podcast briefly a couple times but how you're like it really left a bad taste in your mouth about the show and you needed the time away from it that they were good in giving us but um but I feel like now every time you mention it, like you hate it more and more. I think it's because I'm enjoying season four so much that I'm getting like retroactively angry about how bad season three was. I understand. Because season four I is hear that good. Like season four is that yeah. good. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's like they rekindled the magic, which, you know, frankly, I don't think is very easy. I will give them credit. I don't think it's very easy for a show to do. No, it's it's hard to pull yourself back. Right, because I'm trying to think in any instances, has a show in, like, you know, because you always know when the shows start going downhill, right? Like, there because there have been shows like, um, oh, shit, what, like, like shows that you watch religiously and then all of a sudden you just kind of stop watching. Um, yeah, I've definitely I, done that. I, I know some, and I can't, and like, I can't. And I always go, oh, maybe you should go back to it. And then I'm like, nah. And it's because, and I've enjoyed the show so much that, but, but they just really start to fizzle. Well, I've got some different examples. I finally, I don't know if I officially stopped watching, but I was, uh, I was definitely less into it. Um, I stopped watching West Wing. Yeah. In its last couple of years, I stopped watching The Practice, which I loved. In its last couple of years, similar for Desperate Housewives, it was like I couldn't keep up with all the episodes that were stacking up on my DVR, and I had no room in my DVR, so I just deleted them and never went back. Um, I kept watching Dexter, but after the original showrunner left, it took a real nosedive and it never really recovered. Um, oh, you know, I remember the one for me was Walking Dead. Oh, eventually I did stop watching, but I can't, I can't pinpoint where I think the show finally. Will, like sank to a different level. I just know for me, it was like, I keep seeing the same cycle and over and over. And well, I that was part of it. it. It was like, oh my God, like shuffling. Like it was just like, it was the same thing. And it just, with just different characters. I think I stopped, we stopped watching pretty much right after Patty Lapone season. Wait, what? Wasn't Patty Lapone? I mean, she might've been. Yeah. I must've stopped my watching before that. God, you stopped. It was Patty Lapone, right? I'm not like, Alyssa, on, I got to double check. Was Patty Lupone on The Walking Dead? She doesn't know. And if she doesn't know, I think it has to be someone else. But who could it have been? Sorry, guys, but oh really. Oh, my gosh. Like, no, I, I swear. Patty Lupone was in Walking Dead, wasn't she? If no, it was Tova. Know. Sorry, it was Tova Felcha. Oh. It was Tova. Oh, that's funny. 
we were thinking Tova Felchu. Not, not Patty. <laughs> God, Apology. that would be great. <laughs> I have to imagine some of the people who know us and do listen to this out of the goodness of their heart will bristle at that. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess that Patty herself doesn't listen to this, so I don't really need to apologize. <laughs> oh, to my her. God. If she does, she's going to, like, find me and throttle me. She's going to throw a cell phone at me. Oh, my God. That would be worth it for the publicity. <laughs> Patty Tova. I don't know. Maybe we should do a Life Goes On podcast next, and then we can talk about her every week until we can get her on it. <laughs> remember, no. do, you remember, do you know the show I'm talking about? Life Goes On? Life Goes On? Vaguely. Vaguely. Because I kind of... The I think they I had the... Um, the... Kelly Martin was the daughter, and she was dating Chad Lowe, who had AIDS towards the end. Um, and they also had the son with Down syndrome, Chris Burke. Yes. Patty LaPone was in that? She was the mom? She was the mom. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember it. Um, I did not know they gave Chad Lowe AIDS. Yeah, I think he came in with HIV. I had no idea. And then he won an Emmy. Of course he won an Emmy. Which is one more Emmy than Rob Lowe has. Roblo doesn't have any Emmys? I know he was nominated for one for the West Wing. And then he was not nominated the year everyone else was. And then he was not nominated again. And then he was not nominated again. And then he left. And I don't know if he ever was nominated for anything else. I feel like they should. Well, Emmy-wise. He had, I think, one or two Golden Globe nominations as well. I feel like they should just give him all the awards. I love Rob Lowe, and I've loved, I love the career he's, like, kind of forged for himself. And how I, Yeah, I do like his career. And how he's had, like, this really steady, stable marriage. Um, the book Seems he wrote to have is raised really nice good. kids. I raised read his first book, kids. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just has had a really interesting career in life. I and like I it because his, yeah, like, his endurance really does, like, thumb his nose at all of the haters from the beginning. Yeah. That's what I, I, really, I really like that. Yeah, and he could have gone down such a darker path, right? Because yeah, yeah. a lot of those guys, you know, uh, kind of did, you know? I mean, he was one of those yeah, 80s Yeah, in almost every way, yeah. Yeah, and like, uh, you know, and, and a lot of them, you know, sort of had struggles and whatever, and, and he, or, or have kind of like disappeared or... You know, and he just, he just had like a hell of a career. And the fact that he was able to pivot so many times, um, you know, I think Wayne's World was kind of his big. Oh yeah. I think that totally helped him. Yeah. Like yeah. that was the thing that sort of was able to sort of propel him beyond um, that sort of Brat Pack um, image that, that he had. And anyway, I, anyway, we're, we're totally on Hollywood Boulevard at this point. We are. <laughs> But you know what? Like, this is a favor to all you guys. Yeah. I, I double dare any of you to say, no, we want to hear more about Brian and Lexi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one no, it says no one ever. Yeah, um, it's like probably not even uh, Jamie Lunar and blah, 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 man. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can. Yeah, I guess let's at least start before the next tangent. Yeah, because. So, all right. Season seven, episode 25. They shoot blanks, don't they? So here's the thing. This episode, the title is a uh, reference to Psy, an old movie called They Shoot Horses, Don't They? Great, great, great movie. Great performances. And there are multiple references to old movies throughout the episode. So someone was doing their early pre-TCM homework. Yeah. I I think we had a real film buff contributing i just wish they put more thought into the episode itself um well i have when we get to the end i'll uh, i'm of two minds about this episode in actuality i will say this i enjoyed it more than last week yeah and i will say i mostly thought this episode sucked but i really like some stuff that happens toward the end right and i think that it was nice that we were spared rob estes auteur um, oh, sure. artiste yeah. you know directing i just like it just made it just made everything that much worse so to sort of be back with like your standard nighttime soap daytime soap directing style I, that was aces i was like thank you thank you 
Yeah, I haven't checked. I wonder if he directs any others that remain in the season. I just don't remember. I hope they were but like, anyway. yeah, no, no more. Yeah, I think they were like, you had your... You had your <laughs> we can't I, do this, no. I want to say that maybe Josie Bissett directed an episode, though, and I might be a big liar, because my memory is just full of lies. Uh, at, at any rate, the episode. Um, so, we speaking of Josie Bissett, we open with Michael and Jane in bed, because they've reunited again. He says he has a breakfast meeting with his lawyer, uh, and he's going to file like a countersuit, because he's got to protect his reputation after this... Uh, lawsuit that he has now won and been rehired reinstated and paid back money at the hospital um and she's like that's a dumb idea you should just move on michael um and he's like this will solve our financial crisis so i have two questions here and they're never probably going to be answered and one is i guess he did just fess up to jane about all the money he lost in that scam but we should have seen that and also um I don't think we're ever going to do anything more with the money that we know he stole from the Children's Foundation and was like so shady about just because no. the new lawsuit seems to have taken over the storyline. But I could be wrong because I'd like for that to come back at some point. Yeah, because I thought he his plan was to sue the hospital to return the Children's Fund money or partly to return the Children's Fund money. It could be. I mean, yeah, two million dollars will cover that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but so that's why I'm a little bit disappointed because this is one of the things where that works. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. For like yeah, the first time in the show. It's it, one of those things where the story pieces do add up. Right. Yeah. Like, so yeah. if they don't include it, I'm going to be so bummed because it's like, no, you got like, you guys wrote a thing where like it, it totally makes sense and you're not trying to retrofit something, you're cramming it in, you know, and, and now they're going to take that away. That seems so unfair. It does. I don't like these things to be ignored. I could be wrong, and I might just be remembering. I don't know. Um, your, your memory is pretty good, so... I, I honestly remember nothing from this season until, like, the very end. Um, so <laughs> I also don't remember this nonsense. Uh, Eve comes out of her bedroom to see a note from Peter, but Peter, instead of sticking around, he has taken Amanda to go see Kyle up in the rehab facility because... I don't know. She needs the company. Um, and then we go to the rehab and we see Kyle, who's looking a little better. Um, and But he's like remote. And he says he has to go to therapy. And and uh, like Amanda keeps pushing him. And she says, you're not talking to me. You're going to talk in therapy about me because I'm the problem, right? And we go back to this thing where we were before they reconciled. And he says, yes, the whole problem is... He puts her on a pedestal and he shuts her out and hurts himself because he doesn't want to let her down. So now Amanda starts the episode pissed at him and then she leaves and then she yells at Peter, who's like, well, I think you should be more thankful because remember when I saved you last night from getting raped? And she's like, I said thank you last night. And <laughs> Well, and he, I mean, that's just the decent thing to do, Peter. I mean... <laughs> I mean, he doesn't deserve extra points. It's not the argument I would do to call her out on her assiness. Um, but then we go back to this thing where they've sort of kept sending Amanda, which is like, you're too much of a control freak. You always have to be in charge. You need to let go. And I don't know. Fuck she's in her ugly, like She's in her ugly leather pants and she's like... Do not say anything drive. about those. No, 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 no. I had a pair of those leather pants, and they were hot. They look uncomfortable. No. They're very comfortable, and they look fantastic, and they look great on her, and they looked great on me back then. I believe that. I think they look great on you now. Oh, no, honey. I don't have my, I don't have my 28-year-old figure anymore. <laughs> oh, baby. Well, no. I'm going to say something terrible. No! Oh! Maybe I don't? What do you, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm ready to hear this. <laughs> you, you're saying you don't have your 28-year-old body. Well, neither does Heather Locklear. <laughs> I'm just saying because we've been concerned about her. I know. I know. Cause we're, not we're to be old. a macho shithead. I'm just saying. There is truth to that. Time marches on. old. Yes. We get older. Things go. No Moving matter on. how hard we try and fight it. 
but anyway, so don't so don't talk about the leather pants. The leather right. pants were right. so The cool. ugly leather pants thing is actually also a reference to a, a oft-quoted uh, moment uh, on the Beverly Hills Housewives because that's what someone else someone told someone else about her ugly leather pants. So not, I think it might also be an instinctive thing. Uh, but not Heather Locklear. They weren't talking about these Heather Locklear. They were just talking about somebody no, else. She was not pants. there, and they were not watching season seven. Uh, it wasn't okay. Bad. Okay. Okay. Was it Lisa Rinna? No, oh, okay. it was one of the other people who um, right. she was playing or or being mean to. Um, okay, so we're back from uh, commercial, and instead of doing the thing of where they run the credits over like stock footage of uh, like Hollywood Boulevard in, in downtown Hollywood, mm-hmm. um, we go back and forth, and we just get credits over both Ryan and Lexi getting massages at this Cabo Resort, Passion Island, I think. Is, uh, yes, Passion Island. Um, and so then a- afterwards, we have Ryan and Lexi sitting in the hot tub together. Now, okay, so the things to remember are Jane sprained her ankle, so she had to go back home. Also, they don't show her with a sprained ankle at any point in this episode, even though it's like the next day. Um, but Michael also, did ask about Ryan it. And- Michael did ask about it in bed. He said, how's your ankle? Do oh, he does ask, better? but she... Yeah, and she's she like, says I yes. think it's fine. Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, so she could have stayed it's at Saturday's Island or wherever she, yeah, yeah, she just needed to sleep on it. Yes, yes. So, you know, joke's on her. She could have stayed in paradise. Joke's on all of us, because what we're left with is Ryan and Lexi. <laughs> um, and so they are, remember at competing ad agencies. And what I guess I didn't know last time, but comes up this time is that there are other people from other ad agencies that have also been flown down to all do a pitch. So Ryan and Lexi end up talking. um, And first of all, shock, she's bad at advertising. um, Because she's like trying to come up just with like a quick name that might be catchy for the resort and skin surfers is her contribution. Um, So great. And then Ryan, in a rare moment of smarts for this episode, says, we work for different agencies. We shouldn't do this together. And she's like, nah, it's fine. And so then um, what are they? They both kind of simultaneously brainstorm singles camp, I think. Yeah, it was something. Yeah, and then they was it? It was like singles camp, and then it. I know that they like brainstormed a thing, and they were like, "No, here's an even better idea, right?" I can't remember if that was the where they ended up, or yeah. that was the way. I don't remember. I mean, that's, that's how a, memorable that ad campaign was. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, we'll get to. There's a reason why this won't win, and the <laughs> other reason is because it sucks. Yeah. But um, uh, the. So then she's like, "Let's flip a coin," and because only one of us can take credit for this pitch for our agency. Um, and she like starts caressing him because she's like, or maybe we could figure out a different way. And he like kind of rebuffs her. And so um, I guess they still have to figure out how to fight to see which one of them is going to take this stupid pitch. Uh, that's the end of the scene, but we come back to them real quick. Um Amanda, meanwhile, comes to Kyle's where Eve is and is pissy again. And she's mad because now Peter went with Amanda to see Kyle. Um, and she taunts Amanda. She says something about how, like, she always has to take someone else's man. But, like, if she did the right thing, Kyle wouldn't be there. I don't even remember what it was. I remember not even bothering writing it down. Point is, Eve, Eve makes a low blow and Amanda slaps her. And it's not even fun to watch. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember the slap. I do remember the slap. I don't remember the slap. Anyway, you're right. It was One of those. whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we're back in Cabo. And Ryan has called Megan. And Lexi, ha- or I guess maybe Megan called Ryan in his room. I don't know. And she's spoken to Lexi. And Lexi's like, I'm working really hard down here in Cabo. Um, and then after Megan and Ryan hang up, we see that Lexi is also in the hotel room with Ryan. Um, and that they're still working on this campaign together. And I guess the thing is they have to submit the proposal um, 
either like early in the morning or sometime this night because there's a banquet tomorrow morning and that's we're going to announce the winner. So I don't really know when the adjudicating process is and I don't really know how in-depth this proposal has to be. And the other thing that's not made clear to me, maybe I'm dumb, is that, um, okay, so eventually they're going to get to the end of this singles camp pitch. And they're going to decide who's going to take the credit for it for their agency, which is already stupid. But, like, they still have to come up with a second pitch because, like, the agency still has to submit something each one. So why aren't they still working on, like, an A pitch and a B pitch? And also this is so stupid anyway because (laughs) this is so stupid. The whole thing um, is dumb. (laughs) um, And so then he suggests that they drink and then she ratchets it up and says let's do tequila and then he like calls room service for them to bring up a bunch of tequila and like didn't she have a bad drinking problem last year yeah but she didn't when she was a different character i mean same lexi but different lexi yeah but but she didn't go to um the rehab the rehab and she's been well it she's wasn't boozing it up all along it wasn't it was i guess it was pills that were her bigger problem but either way like oh, it just ended remember because right. that's when she like hit the homeless guy and she was right. off the charts at the billy right. and sam wedding right well we don't we don't yeah, talk about, about that, that. No, so no. so it moves on all right so then we um or back in LA, Nurse Audrey, or actress Audrey, I should say, um, comes to Michael in his office. Like, this whole thing is so dumb because Michael and Peter are still working together in a practice while Michael was also suing Peter through the hospital. It's so stupid. I know. Um, so then Audrey comes to Michael in the office and tries to seduce him. And she mentions that, like, she just had seen To Have and Have Not. So there's your other, another um, oh, old movie reference. There we go. And she's okay. like really inspired by it. And I'm like, Audrey, you are no Lauren Bacall. Um, and Michael's like, you got to go. Jane is coming here. And he like seems to get her out of there in the nick of time. Um, and then we're with Amanda who calls for Kyle. This rehab center is like no rehab center. I've, I've ever, I mean, they have a better receptionist than say my office. It's like people can just come. All day, all night, announced, unannounced. They're like a personal screening service. So Amanda calls for Kyle and has to hold. And while she's up in her apartment, she looks down and sees Peter come home to Eve. But Eve is not there. Eve, in turn, has left Peter a note saying that he's on his own for dinner and that she's going to be out for the night. Uh, meanwhile, we have like a dumb scene of Kyle talking to someone in rehab, which like just sort of inflames Yeah, that goes Kyle. nowhere. That goes yeah. nowhere. And it made no sense. And he just sort of gets riled up and, and walks away. And speaking of walks away, uh, we're back to drunk Ryan and Lexi. And they're both playing like really drunk with like drunk eyes and like saying stupid, stupid things. Um, and legit, they have this brief moment. I legit thought they were going to barf. Like, I really thought one of them was going to You know, barf. I wish they... Maybe more so now than used to be. Like, they always made alcoholism look so glamorous, and no one ever got sick. Like, they just came in looking hungover the next day, but they never showed, like, what being really bad drunk, especially on tequila, looks like, which is throw up. <laughs> which is um, barfing in the bathroom or not making yeah, it if you the bathroom. Make it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so they're both like, we need juice. Um, and they reach for the juice and they reach together and they like have this moment. Um, and she's like, I should go. And then she leaves, but she doesn't leave because instead of going out the door, she walks into the closet, which is like the size of my apartment. (laughs) And, um, just for like Ryan's like three shirts that he's got hanging up and he follows her in. And I mean, I don't think this was her being sober, faking drunk. I think this is them both being just drunk and stupid and they have sex. Um, I'm not sure how any part of his body can really work based on the amount of drunk they're showing him, but sounds like they have sex and then pass out for a long time. Uh, the next morning, Eve apparently has been on out all night. So Peter is calling hospitals trying to see where Eve might be. And that's when she walks in. She said she was playing clubs, uh, but something worse happened, which is she missed her appointment yeah. with that nice parole officer of hers, which like Eve get with it. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't. And then Peter is like, I, uh, I don't even know what he says, but she tells him to get over himself. Um, and I think the only other note I have here is Eve sucks. 
I'm probably yeah. going to say that a few more times. Eve sucks. <laughs> My God, does she ever. Also, like, stop making me feel bad for Peter. I hate Peter. I don't want, I don't want, I like to hate Peter. I don't want to like Peter. That's my thing. Um, okay, so now we're back in Cabo. <laughs> and they have overslept so long that the maid has come in for room service and opens the closet and sees the two of them and goes, Oh, Dios mio! Like, that's <laughs> never happened before it. At Passion Paradise Island. Island or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, they have overslept so much that they have missed the banquet where they announces the winner. But also forgot to send the proposals in anyway so like i don't really understand again when they would have picked this winner but they go downstairs and the whole trip was for naught because it's like the end and the guy who was so nice to them in the last episode has already like taken photos with the other uh winner from whatever agency has nothing to do with anyone we've ever heard of um I'm i'm so disappointed ryan I am, but I'm more disappointed in the storyline. Yeah. Because I just wanted it to be less shitty. Yeah. And I, and you know what? I wanted them to not do this to Megan. Yeah. Like, I kind That's of. That's most of what I want. Yeah. Like, I kind of feel like, okay, let Lexi be the bad person and let her be the one to sort of like try and seduce him or whatever. But it was just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was just a stupid thing to do to Megan and you're going to disagree with me because I've made this comparison before. He's not heroic in the same way, but Ryan really is the closest thing we have to new Jake because Jake was always Prince Valiant until for storyline conveniences, like they had to make him stupid. Yeah. And that's kind of what they do with Ryan. That's what they're doing with Ryan. I mean, he's just not as good of an actor. I'd rather rather him and Megan just have a storyline where they're dealing with something together as opposed to he thinks she's hooking again or he's cheating on her with her boss. Like, I'd rather that. I'd rather than be in the same room for three episodes at, at a time. Again, we have a situation where we've got, you know, as 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 much as we dislike Lexi, I mean, we still have a situation where we've got a character where she is similar to Amanda and that they're both powerful women making their own way in business. Like, and once again, the writers have given each one of them, I mean, up until like this past season when Eve shows up and then that is just kind of a weird pairing. They don't have female friends. Right. And, and I think that that's a mistake. You know, and you and you could have, you know, Lexi have Megan be her best friend and be her sort of angel on her shoulder, be her conscience. And and she could still do terrible things and be, you know, be the sort of, you know, vixen. But I feel like she needs a friend. Yeah. And that friend would do a lot to vouch for her, even when she does the stupidest stuff. We'd keep, we'd be back in her corner if we knew, well, there's someone that we like has faith in her, sees something in her. So, okay, maybe we do too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And even, we talked about that was a problem with Taylor too. Yeah. And even Sydney, like even Sydney, at least she had Jane. Yeah. Sid always had like Joe would look out for yeah, her she had at one people. point. You yeah, know, like yeah. there were always people who who were like, they believe in Sydney. I believe in Sydney. I have something to say about Sydney in a, a moment myself. Okay. Uh, other than like, I love and miss her. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, th- so uh, that's pretty much where we leave it. They're about to go back to LA from Cabo, and, and Ryan is just like, mum's the word on this. And there's like a moment where Lexi is like, hurt by this but Lexi what were you what did you think was going to happen um okay so now we're back to the stupid Michael Peter storyline um and Peter like comes to Michael in their office at the practice and asks him what is up with his new lawsuit and you know Michael does this whole like woe is me act and even though you've reinstated me like this is still you did this to me and this hurts my reputation and blah 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 and Peter's like well we don't have this kind of money. And Michael's like, it would really benefit you to settle out of court with me. $2 million, that sort of thing. And Peter like walks off in a a huff. And at this point is when I realized, and maybe this is true of almost the whole season. Michael is kind of the new Sydney because like this whole, this whole thing, this scheme with actress Audrey is very Sydney. Like it's very much like 
any of the times Sydney thought she had the upper hand. A yeah, and then it ends up backfiring. It always yeah. burned. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's the best I can say about this dumbass storyline, is at least they're trying to do the Sydney thing with someone, and it's Michael. It's just not working. Right. Um, and also, if Michael and Jane are going to be together, have them be together. Don't have Michael lying and victimizing Jane again because it's this is what Michael does. Let Michael and Jane have some time where they can just be the happy couple while there's chaos all around them. Rather than like uh, another example of Michael's being a schmuck and Jane forgives him and comes back. We've seen that. We knew how that happened and let this be a little better. Yeah, and Jane has to stop coming. Like, eventually Jane will stop. Like, why? Why? Like, that's the thing. Like, we, we're not given a good enough reason for why Jane keeps coming back. No. Like, because she's always on to him. Like, yeah. she thinks this lawsuit is dumb. She's like, Michael, I can't believe this. Michael, this is dumb. And then he goes and does the dumber thing. And she just is like, that's Michael. And it's like, okay, well, then if this is Michael, then leave. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, if she, she could... If he wasn't such a liar and a cheat with her, he could keep doing the dumb things, and she could go, "Well, you know." He that's could do Michael. the dumb things everywhere else, but but because, but not affecting her, right? And but, then it's okay. But because he is the liar and the cheat on top of all these other things, and she just goes, "Well, that's just Michael," you know what I mean? That that makes me just want to slap her. Yeah, it's one thing if it's like this really was a bogus lawsuit, and Michael's past sins came back to bite him. But Jane stands by her man, and she's right to because he's not doing anything nefarious. Then it's one thing. Then it's an example of the Lexi thing we were saying. Okay, well Jane sees who Michael truly is, and maybe so can we. But we actually see who Michael truly is and he's just a scoundrel over and over again right. and now it's not fun and now it just makes me feel bad for jane and like i guess anyone who crosses his path right. at this point right and and again we're not given like like there are there are no compelling reasons to see why any of the characters are behaving the way that they're behaving yeah. right so the yeah. idea that every villain is a hero in their own story Right, like we see the villains, but we have no idea where where they are the heroes because we're no, not given that opportunity. No, they're truly just villains. Yes, like they truly just exist because they need a bad guy. Yeah, like they're just kind of mustache twirling, you right. know? Yeah. I, it's so funny. Alyssa hates Lexi. I think she says she's the worst TV character of all time, like ever mm -hmm. in anything. Yeah. Hard to argue. Yeah, it is very hard to argue that. I think she is absolutely right. Um, do we go back to them yet? Yeah, kind of, because now we're at Kyle's restaurant and Dr. Visconti is there at the bar and he sees Lexi dining alone and he goes over and sort of provides her with some company and he says this thing, he's like, forget the Coops and the Peters and go for the sensitive man. And she's like, no, I don't want him, blah, blah, blah. Um, but also she thinks she has the power in this conversation over him and then, surprise, Dr. Visconti is there with a date. He, She was in the restroom while he was alone at the bar. And then she comes back and, you know, she's this, like, young, attractive woman. Um, and it's like, oh, even Dr. Visconti has someone. And she's like, shit. <laughs> that was kind of a nice moment. I like that. I like that a lot, yeah, actually. I did. Um, and Ryan, so Lexi and Ryan are both back. Ryan knocks on Megan's door. This is kind of funny. Um, she asks who won Passion Island, and he's like, eh, it's not really important. It wasn't us. Um, but this is when she tells him about Kyle having a breakdown and uh, having to go to rehab. And he's like, I can't believe you didn't tell me. And she's like, well, Amanda said not to just focus on work. Um, and then Amanda knocks on Peter's door. Um, and you know, she's like, where's Eve? And he's like, I don't know. Eve's out. And she's like, oh, or she, he's like, Eve's out until tomorrow morning. He goes, you know, she goes, what time will Eve be back? He goes, sometime tomorrow. She goes, oh, so you're fighting. Um, and she says, I was going to bring her an offer to come back to Kyle's with the band. And I was going to double her salary at the club. Um, and the two of them are just sort of standing around, pours a drink. And they're like, what is it about us and the people we get together with? And I'm like, it's the writers. The problem with you guys is the writers. <laughs> it has nothing to do with you. 
<laughs> they have no creative inspiration as to what to do with the two of you as characters since you have become like the dominant leads on the show yeah. as opposed to the villains. So that's what's wrong with you guys. They have to turn you into saps just so we can have some sort of story. Um, and then Ryan... I don't know exactly where he's like storming by. Perhaps he was on his way up to see Amanda to talk about Kyle, but he walks by Peter's apartment, sees the two of them. Um, and he's like kind of holding Amanda as they bemoan their poor, poor fates. And so he lays into them. Um, and again, like, okay, so maybe you think Peter and Amanda are cheating or doing something behind Kyle's back. Uh, you're still a hypocrite because you just slept with mm -hmm. Lexi again behind Megan's back. So even if you are half right you're still half wrong so just shut up ryan um and then i guess he's guilted peter just enough so peter heads out to look for eve um okay what's happening now is where a lot of the tiny puzzle pieces as lazy as they might be are starting to come together to really start making it look like peter and amanda are doing something for all of the outsiders looking in so Kyle calls Amanda Woodward Advertising, um, and the receptionist says, uh, she left a message for me to give a Dr. Burns. And he's like, what? Well, I'm Dr. Burns. What's the message? And it's like, I'm running late. Stay at my apartment, and I'll be there soon. Which doesn't make any sense based on the fact that Amanda had just gone to Peter's apartment, only interested in finding Eve, and that was that. I have no idea what that. We, who knows, right? At this about. point, who knows? Right. It just was. It just was expedient to get to the point, right? Hold, like that's what like, they hold on to, to do, that right? extra puzzle piece because they're about to be like curled together. Um, but now we get to one of I think my two favorite moments of the show, which is we time travel back to 1991, and Eve is singing in this club uh, where she wants to like let love rule because we've got like concrete blonde meets slaughter meets lenny kravitz going on at this <laughs> rave of sorts um well first of all it is i mean what is it is place? supposed to be an underground rave so the music we was find all wrong. out it's an underground rave the music so the music is completely wrong completely the, wrong. the crowd is completely completely wrong. completely wrong and the and the outfit she was wearing to front that band completely wrong all of the above so all stupid. wrong so yeah. stupid so stupid, but then so great because there's a police raid. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there was. Based on nothing. Um, and, and so she tries to run, uh, but she gets arrested. And remember, um, not only is she like still freshly paroled, but she has missed her last meeting with the parole officer. So, Eve, you're an idiot. Um, and I'm going to take Peter's side for when we get back from the commercial because he comes to the station, meets the parole officer, who is, again, an angel. And he's like, uh, I got her off for being at an unlicensed rave club. Um, I believe everyone deserves a chance, but this is her one chance. So then she comes out and she apologizes to Peter, but she doesn't mean it because Peter says something like, I hope you get this rebellious phase out of your system. And then she starts reprimanding him. Again, Eve, you are just out of prison and you just got arrested. He's not wrong. I don't want to live in a world where Peter is always right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so it's a lot of a lot of really pushing Eve in a new angry direction this whole time. Um, and Ryan has gone up to visit Kyle in rehab, and Kyle's walking around, and um, Rob Estes still can't really figure out how to deliver a line. Um, but there's this funny moment where he, you know. I think maybe Ryan said something about Megan. Um, but all Kyle really says is, I miss you guys. I miss Eve. I miss Amanda. Like, you really have to include Eve in there as one of the three most important people in your life. But yeah. Yeah, um, that I thought was definitely weird. That Yeah, like what? Anyway. Like, we don't have to really pretend that Eve is this prominent person. No, because she's um, not. But anyway. And... Um, and then Ryan says, like, just take care of Amanda. And Alyssa was like, you're not going off to war. I mean, it's a couple weeks in rehab and then you'll be back. Like, you've abandoned her for probably equal amounts of time in the past. Also, they needed to look out for Amanda two nights ago when she was nearly raped. So, like, Kyle, it's too late. Yeah. 
<laughs> you're looking out is yeah. It happened in your office, so yeah. it's really like it's all too late. With the with the with the with, with the, the guy you brought, guy you brought cross to country. yeah, the yeah. guy you brought to LA, yeah, yeah. Um, and now we're in the hospital. Michael gets his money and uh, demands a personal apology from Peter. And Jane is with him, and Jane, Jane's like, "It's enough. Stop. Don't." Um, and you know, because Peter is like on a behalf of the staff, whatever. And he's like, no, we have a lot of history. You need a personal apology. And there's like this funny moment where Peter like can barely eke out an I'm sorry to Michael. Um, and then for reasons I don't really understand, there's like actually a mob of press that are waiting right outside Peter's office to find out what happened because it's a big story, which would not be. Um, and I thought, isn't the whole part of settling the fact that you know, there's like a gag order on it and no one would know about it. Also, no one would be interested in this anyway. So the one thing Peter asks of Michael, of course, is to go out the back and avoid bad publicity. And then Michael sees the paparazzi that are there uh, and walks right to the press. Um, why would they be there? And again, this is an example of Jane just sort of like, she says, no, Michael. And then he doesn't. She shakes her head and she's like, oh, Michael. Oh, Michael. Yeah. Um... Ryan is now at Sterling Conway. He's looking for Megan, but she's not available. But Lexi sees him and she's like, come in and I'll entertain you. And he's like very skittish around her. And um, and then she's like, something is bothering you. What is it? And of all the things, this is the thing that's weighing on Ryan. And it's he doesn't like that Peter and Amanda are like hanging out. And he goes, I know, you know, like there is that whole like, I forget what he says. It was like something about them having a past. I'm like, yeah, they were married. Like there's the whole, they were married and divorced thing. It's not just like they had a crush. Um, it's not high school. Um, and then she's, he's like, I know I'm paranoid. And she says, you're not paranoid. And then she tells him what she had seen a couple episodes back at the hotel when it looked like they were getting a key to go up to a suite together. Um, and then Megan finally is available she shows up and she sees ryan but he like makes a reason up he leaves and basically says he has to do something which now kind of raises megan's dander a little bit about ryan and before that story moves further um michael comes to see audrey and this is where we get yet another uh old-time movie thing because she says she's gotten a lead in a production of baby doll at like the bay city playhouse or something um which is funny because Baby Doll is about like a young seductive woman, typically played by someone who's like twenty to twenty-four. Mm. Nurse Audrey is not that at this point. Though she could be Baby Doll's mom, like she wouldn't be Baby Doll, but whatever, she wouldn't be the lead. Um, and so now Michael is trying to beg off of everything he had going on with Audrey, um, and he's like. Yeah, I'm still with Jane. I'm, I've got to go back to Jane. We're going to end this. And he leaves, and she does not look happy. Um, and then Megan and Lexi are talking, and Megan, thinking about Ryan, asks if anything happened, perhaps, with Ryan at Passion Island. Um, and, of course, the answer is no. I mean, we know that's a lie, but the answer is no. And then Peter comes home. Eve is apparently in the apartment, in bed, Peter comes home and Ryan has been like waiting to ambush him. Um, he pushes himself in and starts confronting Peter. So that wakes up Eve. So Peter's not aware of this, but Eve is hearing everything Ryan is saying. And so if you work backwards um, or if you think the writers, if you look at the writers having worked backwards through the season to get to this episode, a lot of the stuff that happened and was stupid is at least adding up to make sense within the world of Melrose. Um, all the stuff about what Lexi had seen when the two of them were at the hotel about the fact that, yes, you say Kyle is an addict, but you were his doctor prescribing him these medications. So weren't you really the one creating this addiction just to get him out of the way and weaken them? Like they're all stupid, but together it actually makes for, uh, a believable case. And so Eva's hearing all this and now thinking immediately the worst about Peter and Amanda. And Ryan finally leaves and then Amanda calls. And this is really bad timing. But And I wish there had been some sort of foreshadowing 
within the episode. Maybe Amanda wasn't feeling well, or maybe Amanda had to leave some meeting to go do something before we get to this. Amanda has, is calling Peter because she has taken a pregnancy test and it is positive, which how could this be? So Peter says, she hear, Eve, hears Eve, Eve hears Peter tell Amanda, I wouldn't tell anyone about this. Go to the hospital. I'll meet you there. So by now, really everyone looking in must think they're having an affair. Yeah. Also, I don't know what time all of this is happening because I thought Ryan was coming to meet Megan for dinner or at the end of the workday. Even if it was, say, for lunch, I'm still skeptical on the time because I think by the time Peter came home and Ryan confronted him, it's already dark. It's already evening. And these are the next things that happen. Uh, An orderly comes in and tells Kyle that his wife is here to see him. But of course, it's not Amanda. It's Eve, who has driven all the way up to where his rehab center is, which I think is quite a bit away. Um, And so Eve comes in. She tells him that she thinks Peter and Amanda are having an affair. He denies it, going so far as to call Peter a friend after everything, and he blames himself, says he had a drug problem. She keeps trying to use all the things that she has now heard Ryan say to convince Kyle, and then she tells him the clincher, which is, well, Amanda is pregnant. So how else could that be? So, So now everything seems to be fitting into place, storyline, puzzle piece-wise. Um, and he says, give me your keys. And she goes, why? Where are we going? And he goes, you, nowhere. Me, to hell. Thanks, Rob Estes. That was great. <laughs> so, okay. Even though they've built up this momentum that what is Kyle on his way to do, we pause for a scene of... Uh, Lexi coming in and talking to Dr. Visconti. Again, what hours is he working in the hospital? Um, Isn't it like 2 a.m. by now? Um, And the next thing we know, she finds herself on the couch basically as a patient and he's counseling her and he basically is like, stop hitting on so many men. And she's like, "Mm, I guess that's good advice. And then she seductively walks out the door and makes sure he's looking at her the whole way out. Again, I don't know how much time has passed and I guess Eve is just chilling out in Kyle's room at the rehab center. But Kyle has fled and arrives at the hospital and just goes straight to the station right by where Peter and Michael are. Nurse Amy and Annie are both there. And he starts asking for Peter. They say he's not there. He's throwing shit off the top of the desk. Michael shows up saying that Kyle's got, you've got, you can't do this. Stop it. Um, and really isn't good for anything else beside that. Um, and we see Kyle bust into Peter's office. He turns the desk upside down, knocks over the bookshelves, tosses chair at the window, and then takes off. Like, Michael comes in to try and clean up, um, and it looks like maybe he's going to call security, but no. He calls Amanda. Amanda, who is still at her office, uh, even though it's got to be, like, ass o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, and And he says something crazy is going on with Kyle, and I think now Kyle is headed to the club for Peter. Um, Before we do anything more with that, we see Audrey now watching that sex tape she surreptitiously made of her and Michael. Um, And she's like, you know, transfixed. She's like, oh, we're so good together. Um, And she turns off the sex tape just to see the news talking about Michael's big settlement. Like, this is LA. There's bigger stories. Um... And she sees Michael's $2 million payout. So she's mad at Michael like twice over now for leaving her and having all this money. Um, so, of course, she sends this tape. But instead of sending it to Jane, which is what I would have done, she sends it to Peter and marked confidential. Yeah. Um, and then, again, don't know what time it is, but Peter is drinking alone at the bar. Like, it looks like it is just Peter and a bartender. And that's when Kyle storms in and he immediately starts fighting with Peter. Peter has no idea what's even causing this to even begin to defend himself. And, and like Kyle drags Peter uh, like up onto the stage and the bartender comes to try and help. And Kyle just like flings the bartender back onto the floor, knocks a lamp over, or maybe it's like a speakers. Um, And that's when Amanda shows up and she immediately runs over to try and stop them. And then Kyle immediately by accident shoves Amanda out the window. So I guess 
I think Peter is really in the upstairs because this window overlooks the restaurant on the first floor. So Amanda has been flung out the window and fallen from the second floor to the first floor, which is enough to cause great bodily harm to anyone. But remember, we now know that they have now flung a pregnant, pregnant Amanda out the window. So literally Amanda's life hangs in the balance right now, as does this uh, new baby that we have just found out about. Right. And we know babies don't last long on Melrose Place. So yeah, but this one really didn't last long. No, really did not. So that was the episode, guys. And I have to say, I mean, it's so stupid for so many reasons, uh, but that scene at the end. Oh, and I left my other favorite part out. There's Eve at the underground rave, and there's Peter going, no, when he sees Amanda. Um, So, yes, Kyle is befuddled by what he has just caused, and Peter is stunned and worried, and Amanda is in traction. So uh, that's where we leave it. Okay, all of the things that came together to convince Kyle that Amanda and Peter were having an affair, especially a lot of them being so rushed this episode, but they actually started so many weeks in advance. I give a little credit to the writing staff for putting all of those building blocks together. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, I kind of, I, I was there when they were putting in the, the building and then I, but I just didn't even like think about how they actually, the the writers actually managed to do it this time. And so, yeah, yes, like going, to them. going all the way back. And there are a couple brief flashbacks. Like we see when Peter told Kyle the wrong information that he was sterile. Like we see a couple, I think we see when Peter prescribed Kyle the drugs, like, okay, I get it. These were not plot points in vain. They actually do have, a dramatic payoff, at least going through the end of this episode. But the fact that it's like mostly Lexi and Ryan putting the pieces together when it's none of their business and they're both assholes in their own right. It's kind of like, no, like find another way for Kyle to have gotten there on his own. Right. Um, So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Amanda survives next week. Yeah. Well, she does, but I, (laughs) They can't kill her off. <laughs> I guess not. By the way, on the other uh, podcast, if you follow us to Hollywood Boulevard, we're going to talk about some people who can really take a lot of beatings uh, and seem to also have accelerated healing. And I won't say anything more, um, <laughs> but that's a tease if you guys want to know what show I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, that was Melrose. That was that was the week that was Amanda Woodward. Oh, God. Okay. Let's go to Hollywood Boulevard. I only had four hours of sleep last night. So. Oh, my God. I know. All right. We're going to mosey on over, and we will see you next week when we're back on the block. Bye. Bye.